special edition of Flare Heads. Uh, we're coming to you today from my home studio rather than the office where we normally record these because today's a special episode. Not going to be too long but we're going to introduce one of our new topics that we're going to be talking a lot about. Uh, it's the concept of music cities. We talk a lot about different niche revitalization drivers for communities. You've seen some of our past episodes where we talk to people involved in craft breweries. Well, live music and live music strategies is another one of those great niche strategies that you can use to revitalize a community because just like craft breweries are often some of the pioneers and will come into neighborhoods that maybe other businesses or investors won't come into quite yet musicians are sort of the same way musicians will go into different neighborhoods they'll go into any neighborhood we're just looking for a place to play if it's a place we can play in a place where people can come see us we'll come in and so communities that can capture that and take the benefit of that beyond just the the, the doors of the venue where it's happening and really expand that out into the public spaces, into the public realm, use it to create places and, 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 and you, where it's not just a venue that people want to be at, but it's a place that people want to be at. And we're going to have an episode upcoming where we get into a lot more of that. But in general, we're going to talk about the music cities. We've got a number of different things that to us make a music city. Well, what is a music city? I mean, music cities are really special places. They are to me, at least. And these are places where the music's just in the fabric of it. Um, it's not places where someone did a market analysis and said this place should be a music city. No, that's not what it is. And it's not the result of a local government strategy saying, oh, we should develop a live music district. That's not how it happens. It happens, it happens because people make a connection to a place and it's through that connection that, that they make through music to a place that they engage with other like-minded people. You know, we have our own list. We have what we think are music cities. But at the end of the day, if you make the connection to a place through music, or if you connect through music to a place, that's really all you need. And to you, that's your music city. And we're going to want to hear from you as we go through, through the next few months or maybe even longer. You know, why do you think your city is a music city? Or how, how do you think we can help you get your city down the path to becoming a music city? Maybe it's coming in and uncovering things that are in your hidden music economy that need to be exposed that people don't know about. And when we're talking about music cities also, we're not talking about stadiums and concerts in stadiums. We're not talking about festivals out in the middle of a cornfield. And we're not even really talking about cover bands in a biker bar. What we're talking about is places that music makes you want to be there. People want to be there because of the music. Maybe even not when the music is happening, but it's such a, such a part of that place's soul that, that people, people just, just gravitate to it because of that. Um, it's a place where, you know, musicians come in and they grow the economy. Um, they contribute to the quality of life. They contribute to placemaking and, and improvements in the, in, in the public realm. And really using this art form 
to create a place, to make a place. That's what the music cities are. And like I said, there's a number of different ways that that can happen. Because one of the things that we've found is, is you hear this a lot in, in economic development. You hear a lot in revitalization about how the arts is one of the biggest investments a community can make to get a return on their investment. In the amount of additional private investment that happens, how much spin-off business happens, and, and how a place revitalizes. And that's true, and we've seen that. But when you think about the arts, think about the different types. Not everybody is into every type of art. Not everybody is into going to museums. Not everybody's into going to gallery walks. Not everyone likes the visual arts or sculpture or even the digital arts. Um, you know, even on the music side, not everybody likes the opera. Not everybody likes the symphony. But everyone has a type of music that they like. They've got types of music they don't like. But everyone has a type of music that they like. I mean, have you ever met anybody that doesn't like any type of music, that dislikes all music, doesn't listen to it, has no connection to it? No. They may not like the type of music you like, but I've never met anyone who dislikes all types of music. And so that's what makes music amongst the arts, it's really what makes music the first among equals. <laughs> Music drives emotions, it triggers emotions. It, it, it brings deja vu back to you of people, of events, of places. It reminds you of how you connected to a place at one time and how we engage with each other. It's how we, it's how we learn about other cultures and learn things about other cultures maybe we wouldn't have known. It's how we meet people and get to know people that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten to know and met. It's how strangers find their tribe when they move to a new community. It's how strangers find their tribe when they move to a new place. It's the, it's the strong economic driver. It helps revitalize areas. And, and what you need to do is expose this sometimes hidden music economy that exists. And that's something we're going to have a future episode about as well, is that hidden music economy. We've got a really good example of that here in South Florida. Which is actually one of the catalysts of this concept of music cities. It goes back to this sort of discovery process that we did. And so we'll, we'll dissect that um, in one of the future episodes and, and, and show you some of the ways you can start looking to see maybe you are further along to becoming a music city than you thought. And so what are some of the things that make music cities? And these will become content of future episodes. It's the types of things we're going to want to hear from you, the viewers. Well, first you've got places that are just known for music. I mean, Nashville is music city. Austin is the live music capital of the world. There are places where when you hear the city's name, you think of music. Well, those are the music branded cities. We may still all have different opinions on really what that are once you get past the, the first two or three obvious ones. By the same token, you have musicians. That when you hear the musician's name, it makes you immediately think of a city. And we'll talk about some of those in another episode. And we'll take that from, you know, big names that are associated with the city. Say when you hear Gloria Stefan's name, you think of Miami. But bring that down to the place. It doesn't just have to be the city, but, you, but it's, it's that musician is associated with this place. So it's that sort of place branding that can happen at all levels. And the key is taking all the ones we know 
and bringing them down to where they're relevant for any community to learn from and be able to act on in, in your revitalization efforts. Speaking of music cities, that's a Jimi Hendrix lick uh, solo. Mr. Hendrix from Seattle, which also has a reputation as a music city, the Seattle Sound, going back to the grunge period. Anyway, some other things. You have songs and albums associated with the place. You have artists and musicians who have created places, you know, physical places. They're entrepreneurs in placemaking. We're not talking about artists who put their name on a whiskey or on a beer but their entrepreneurial ventures are about making a place. We have one artist that we're going to talk about who created a fictional place that's become a lifestyle for millions and millions of people. It's improved their lives. It's, it's driven lifestyle decisions that they've made. It can be the way they define themselves. And it's not even a real place. It's become a real place. Um, as, as that movement grew, it's become a real place. Then you have the places that were made by music. Streets, districts, zones, however you want to classify them. But these are the places that would not be what they are today or what they were at a special period of time. I'm thinking like Sunset Strip at the height of, of 80s metal. That whole place was made by music. It was made by the, the collection of clubs that were along there. We're not talking about a venue over here, like I said and just having the music there, but what does it mean to the overall place? And that's what the Sunset Strip was in the 1980s. If you, if you know who Eddie Trunk is, a uh, heavy metal DJ, and he writes in one of his books where he's talking about Motley Crue, and when he got their first record that they had self-produced, he said as soon as he, hit, he listened to it, it reeked of the Sunset Strip. That's the essence of what we're talking about, Music Cities. His reaction to hearing this record was it took him to this place. That's what, that's, that, it's that feeling, it's that emotion, it's that connection between tweet people, place. it's that connection between people, place, and music that we're trying to get to. And while you may not develop a sunset strip, there's things in this approach that can be relevant for any community. It's just like our overall business flair approach to economic development. You're not going to be the next Miami Beach, but there are things and lessons that we learned out there that are appropriate and relevant for any community that's trying to grow their economy and improve quality of life. Anyway, we are going to talk more in depth about each of these different types of music cities uh, over in future episodes. We're going to be coming out with our list and our inaugural list of our top five in each of these categories. Things that even include what are those, those, those music-related businesses in cities that even non-musicians seek out when they go there. Something like Ernest Tubbs Record Store on Lower Broadway in Nashville. We want to hear from you. We want to hear, again, why is your city a music city? Or why should it be? Or ask us, how can it be? We want to engage in these conversations, and we're going to have some special guests. We're going to talk to different types of people. It may be promoters. It may be venue owners. It may be artists. It may be record producers. It may be studio operators. This full range of people to talk about how music and, and their part, their role in music relates to place and, and goes outside their own doors into helping create a music city. Anyway, thanks for joining us and we look forward to hearing, seeing you again. Thanks. Mm -hmm.